Hello, podcast listeners. You've reached This Marketing Life, and I'm your host, Fiona McEachran. This Marketing Life is the podcast that discusses the real-world challenges and opportunities facing today's marketing manager. If you like what you hear, please leave a review on iTunes and visit thismarketinglife.com to subscribe to future episodes and cool marketing management goodies. And if you have any questions about marketing management, please contact me. I am chatting with Gideon Sharwick, a YouTube and video marketing expert for over a decade. He's also an entrepreneur and founder of Splashio.com. Gideon currently has nearly 40,000 subscribers on his latest YouTube channel, and he loves helping entrepreneurs get their message out to large global audiences using the power of video. His company, Splashio.com, is a fantastic tool that makes it easy to create super engaging videos ready for social media domination. Welcome to the show, Gideon. Hey, Fiona. Great to be here. This sounds really exciting. <laughs> I, uh, I'm so glad you could have a chat to me at this time. How are you doing? How is everything going? How are you uh, surviving the lockdown? Yeah, we're doing great, Fiona. It's, uh, we've been very blessed. You know, we're all healthy. Uh, you know, business has been going steady. And, uh, you know, so far, so good. <laughs> you know, we're only a, only a few weeks into it. But, um, you know, I, I think we've, it's, been, it's treated us well so far. Oh, that's very, very good to hear because, I mean, no one was prepared for this. No one knew what we were supposed to be doing during this. We've never isolated like this before. So I feel like we're all part of some mass experiment at the moment. Yeah, for sure. I mean, there's definitely been some changes like working from home and, you know, we've got three little kids. So that comes with its own little challenges. But, you know, it comes with its own benefits too. I've actually been able to see a lot more of my children and, uh, you know, spend a lot of time with my wife. I mean, I, I'm working, actually, it feels like I'm working more now too. So it's it's kind of an interesting balance. But certainly trying to do that all from home and trying to keep a professional sort of look and feel to my videos, <laughs> you know, wow. that's uh, oh certainly a challenge. Yeah. It's a juggling act, right? Yeah, for sure. Uh, but you know, it's it's like it's like anything. You know, you uh, it's it's uh, easy to uh, you know focus on the negative things in life, and there are so many good things happening. And I prefer to focus on those things. You know, the things that are going well, uh, and you know, focusing on the things that we can change. I think that uh, makes a big difference when you do that. No, I love that. I love that whole attitude thing. I think it's it's that positive attitude that's going to help us actually get a lot of positive things from what is happening now. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, and the way I argue about it is that, you know, if, if you're going to get sick or if something's going to happen, then, you know, so be it. Then you deal with it when it happens. And in the meantime, you are wise about how you go about your way. You wash your hands and, you know, do all those sort of things. But, um, you know, I don't get too carried away with what's happening in the news. They always blow things out of proportion. And, they you know, do. as an entrepreneur, I, I, I always look at how I can make a positive difference with my gifts and talents. And that's the yeah. best way that I can make an impact in the world and make the world a better place. Uh, if I focus on the news articles every day and all the negativity, that's certainly not going to help me make the world a better place. So, <laughs> I mean, it's, I think it's important to stay informed that there's a balance. Uh, but True. Also, I think you got to, you can't lose focus on, on what it is that you're supposed to do here with your life and using your gift and talents to, uh, to, to provide value for others. It certainly has no, not. You're, you're absolutely correct. And um, I mean, getting right into your expert 
uh, area of knowledge, which is video and video marketing. I mean, it just seems like this is the absolute best time for video. So uh, now I'd just like to, you know, backtrack a little bit and ask, you know, what what made you jump into video? Because you've been in video content and video marketing for a while uh, compared to most people. I mean, what what drew you to video? Yeah, it's interesting you say that, uh, you know, when you think about uh, video marketing and I've been at it for so long, you know, it's kind of similar to planting trees, you know, when is the best time to plant a tree? And uh, same with the video, when's, when's the best time to create a video or get into video marketing? Now, I reckon uh, the best time is probably 10 years ago. Um, so when uh, you but, got in. <laughs> yeah, and the second best time is right now. <laughs> so okay. it's never too late. And that's one of the things I've learned. It's never, ever too late to get into something. Uh, there's always going to be an opportunity for you to to shine and, and create something wonderful. And this has happened time and time again. You know, I've been at it now for 14 years and I've wow. seen people come and go. And I've been in industries where people would say, oh, this is so saturated. There's no room for anybody. And then all of a sudden, it's like the industry becomes 10 times bigger or 100 times yes. bigger and it creates all these new opportunities that no one saw before. So uh, so that happens all the time. So I don't think that you've ever got to feel like you're being left behind. Wherever there's the tension, wherever there's a lot of eyeballs in the place, yes, there may be more competition, but hey, there's also more opportunity. So it's just a matter yeah, of, that's of a good finding thing. the right way. Yeah, totally. What is it that you like about video specifically? As a, oh, as a you know, channel. I've asked that question to myself many times. Uh, I've, uh, but I think I found the answer, uh, the the core answer. It's quite a deep answer if you're interested in hearing that. <laughs> but I mean, sure, the, the, why not? The, I'll give you the surface level answer first. I mean, on a surface level for business, it's the best medium for connecting with others. It's just nothing better uh, for making that connection. I mean, I um, I would of, often travel to to the United States. I live here on, on the east coast of Australia. But I, I'd go to America, and because my audience is there, there's more people there that would recognize me than here in my home country in Australia. So and yes. it's, it's all And I think because... actually that's where we met. I think we actually met in U.S., not in Australia. Right. <laughs> well, there you go. <laughs> and um, it's so interesting when – when people meet you for the first time and they've seen you on video for a number of years, they feel like they know you like a friend, you know, like, and you might have yes. never spoken to them before, but when they speak to you the first time, they go, it's not for them. It's not their first time for them. It's like they've seen you and listened, listened to you for years, perhaps. So it's really, really powerful. True. So, I mean, that's a surface level reason. I, I like video, um, a deeper reason I've discovered more recently uh, about myself uh, I remember when I was about five years old, uh, I was watching this this uh, a news anchor on TV, and I thought, that looks like the best job in the world. I want to do that one day. And I don't know why I had that desire. I mean, I was only like five years old, and maybe even younger. And wow. um, I've been trying to figure out why did that appeal to me at that, such a young age. And uh, you know, like I said, it's only recently that I discovered uh, what my uh, unconscious drive has been throughout my whole life and it's a wonderful thing when you do discover it because then you can decide if you want to keep it at that you know but it becomes conscious or whether you want to yes. change it and so for me my unconscious unconscious drive was the drive for significance or the drive to feel significant or the drive for worthiness all those sort of things you know are the same thing and 
You've really uh, had time to think about this. I, I, I've had a lot of time, uh, Fiona. <laughs> so, <laughs> I, I had basically a two-year break after my previous company uh, that I, um, I exited. And I was just thinking. I was thinking and reflecting on my previous 10 or so years of being an entrepreneur and going, what the heck just happened? Um, and, and so that's one thing that came through really clear. And I think as entrepreneurs, that's often a big driver for entrepreneurs. It's not the only driver in humanity, of course, but I think for entrepreneurs, oftentimes we create so much and we create so much value because we always have this this inner unconscious drive for this that craving for that that craving to feel significant. And the, and the way you trick yourself into feeling significant is by creating valuable things, by creating companies, by creating products, by creating services. So every time you create something valuable, I love it. People say, hey, or you can say, hey, look, look how, look how valuable I am, you know, and then feel validated. So, so what's wow. been interesting about that is that video has really come into play with that and, and being able to naturally um, help me, uh, you know, solve those needs of significance, so that need of significance. Um, but the catch for me, and this was the big thing, was that I realized that it's a, it's a two-sided coin. And as long as that search for significance is for the self, you will never ever find it. You will never ever get it. You'll never completely be fulfilled. And it's in it's, the service of others. Correct, you got it. So when you flick the coin to to searching or desiring the uh, you know significance for others, then I think that's where the game really starts changing, and and that's when you find it. So it's kind of like that. I'm not I'm not sure if anybody else has said this, but you, you know that, that very thing you've been searching for all your life, you can only get it once you start giving it away. And so it's exactly uh, no. the same with us. No, Sorry, we, we got quite deep here all agree. of a sudden. <laughs> <laughs> right off the bat. Yeah, why not? <laughs> yeah, no, I, com I completely relate. I mean, it is actually why I wanted to do this podcast because, you know, okay. people were saying to me, oh, but there's so much going on at this time. This is a, a monumental time in our lives. You know, how are we all coping? What are we doing? How are we dealing with this? How are we planning for the future? And I just thought, wow, all my friends are asking me all these questions. Maybe I should do a, a series of my podcast just right. answering these questions. Yes, no, very good. So, I, I think very, very relevant. I mean, it's, it's, it's even more relevant now, but it's always relevant to know what to say. What are the right things to say at any given yes. time? And so, yeah, great topic. Yeah, yeah. But and, and we digress, but getting, getting back into video, obviously, uh, because video, I mean, video itself has huge scope because there are so many different kinds of videos and styles and everything. I mean, ha has there been any difference in, in video and video content, and video marketing, you know, since this coronavirus started? Uh, yes, we've well certainly in, in our Splashio business, we've uh, seen a massive increase in people talking about coronavirus and you know videos related to coronavirus, how to deal with it, how to talk Makes about sense. it, how to run your business during during coronavirus. So not only that, we also had a quite a significant increase in actual video orders placed. Uh, for our team to work on, which has been interesting. So people have certainly had a, a greater desire to communicate via video. Uh, you know, I, I guess because, you know, people can't get on stage at the moment or, uh, you know, be in person with, with someone else. So so videos is even more relevant now and even more important and, and even more powerful. For that connection. Correct. And oh, it's interesting you say connection, Fiona, because, uh, you know, if you were going to ask me what is the most important thing when it comes to video, uh, and, you know, I would say, 
Now, and given that we've had all these different platforms, all the technologies changing, all the tactics changing, what's the one thing that stayed the same and the one thing that you've always wanted to do with video and that is to build connection? That's it. That's it. If you can build connection with your target audience and they feel like they can connect with you, either you or someone within your business or your brand, then you're going to win. You're going to, you're going to, well, going to be much closer to winning than uh, if you don't connect. No, that's fantastic. Um, I mean, when it, when it comes to video, obviously you, you want to create that connection. Is, should you, when you're planning for video, when you're doing your video strategy, I mean, what kind of time frame? Is there a time frame that is ideal if you're looking to utilize video and build that connection? What do you mean uh, with time frame, uh, Fiona, in relation well, to Well, obviously, just, just creating one video and uploading oh. it probably won't do it for a business. Oh, I mean, right. you obviously have to have to think about longer term and how how many, how often, what yeah, topics, gotcha. you know, from a strategic point of view. Yeah. I mean, is there an, an ideal time frame that you, or I mean, okay. when you're planning for video? Yeah, there's basically many ways to skin the cat, uh, as yeah. the saying goes. So it depends a bit on on a number of things. First of all, what is you, what are you trying to achieve? That's the first question. What is mm -hmm. your purpose for doing this? Is it to just mm -hmm. connect with people? Is it to make yourself feel good and significant, like I used to? And <laughs> yeah. um, is it is it to uh, you know to build an audience or uh, build leads or send people to a sales page, make sales, or whatever? And what is the real purpose there? And, yeah, do product demos. Yeah, product demos, whatever else. Uh, and then from there, you can it, it helps you decide what the next thing is. So. Uh, so, for example, you could arguably um, just create one really, really good video and you could spend quite a bit of time on just that one video and it becomes an ad for your business. And, and all you do is uh, hone in on that video and the messaging and keep on changing it, keep on split testing it, keep on modifying it until it just, it's just the best video for your business, right? And then use that as an ad. You, you send ads, uh, you know, pay traffic to it. And um, yes. over time, that video just becomes better and better and better. And uh, and that's only one video. You just have one video for your whole business. Now, that's sort of an extreme. I'm, I, you know, I wouldn't recommend that. Um, so, but it, it's a lot of risk. I mean, it's it's a lot of dependence on one video. Well, not necessarily if you if you go in with a viewpoint of you know improving it over time. You know, so you it's the same sort of video, but you actually improve oh, it yeah. over time. So, but it's only one video with one purpose. Um, but, oh, okay. I get you. Yeah. I get you. Yeah. So maybe it's say it's like a sales video that you use for um on your on your homepage, and and then you drive traffic mm -hmm. to your homepage, uh, pay traffic, and then you just constantly iterate to make that video better and better until you get the conversion rate that you're happy with. You know, and some businesses that might be fine for them. Uh, so, but there's there's other ways of doing it as well. I mean, if you if you want to do the content marketing game, that's that the the beautiful thing about content marketing is the the whole relationship building thing where you know before yes. people even get to your offer they've already been introduced to you or your brand or your ideas or your personality and so they're going to be much more likely to do business with you so but it's it's an interesting one and I don't have a definitive answer on it which one is more cost effective in the long run like if you were to do the one extreme with just one video and you spend a ton of money with paid ads to optimize it and, and help you get, you know, sales ultimately for your business. Or if you spend mm. all that time, which is really money as well, on a, a video yes. content strategy to to build an audience and warm people up and then send them to your to your landing page or your sales page or whatever it is 
uh, for, for getting the sale in the end. Um, but again, it comes... So educational videos then, I guess, if you're looking at content. Yeah, uh, uh, correct. If, if, it's educa- if it's content, uh, educational, connection, entertaining, uh, how to, you know, there's, there's a whole range of content type videos that you can create for building an audience. Um, so an educational is just one. You know, it's just one of many potential genres or different types of video content that you can create. But do you think most businesses do plan it out like for 12 or should plan it out for 12 months or so if they're, if they're thinking of getting into video? Oh, gosh. Um, I don't even think more than a month ahead, to be honest. Um, but oh, wow. yes. Uh, well, I suppose, especially with this crisis going on. Correct. Yeah, correct. I mean, the, the thing is, um, you don't know what the future holds. You never know what the future holds. And if you're publishing content that is not relevant or recent, you know, to what's happening, uh, you, you know, you have mm. less chance of connecting with people. So, so the more mm. recent and relevant your content is to now and to what people are experiencing now, the more it's going to appeal to them right now. Uh, I mean, there is True. a case for evergreen type of topics and content, but even then, uh, you know. You know, if you're publishing, if you're creating something now and you only publish it in 12 months' time, I mean, it, it might look a bit old and dreary, you know, like whatever. So um, I think I think you do have to plan ahead for it if, you, if you're going to do a content uh, game. Uh, but yes. uh, maybe not too far ahead. Maybe, maybe you, you have the plan in place, but you don't necessarily have all the topics in place yet. And you, you listen to your audience. You listen to what they want and you create accordingly. Yes. No, I, as a, I mean, as a marketing manager, I normally do like a 12 month plan, but then I do it in three month okay. chunks and I, I review every month and every, a small review every month, a bigger review every three months to create that content and pivot. But with a 12 month kind of framework of what I right. can kind of expect to be creating. Yeah. So I guess that in that 12 sense. month framework, I would say, I would say, okay, I'm going to uh, publish aim to produce for content purposes a video every two weeks right. or a video every week but I as the time as the year moves on I might change the topic of what that might be create might need to be created yeah. I, as um, as I can imagine many did when this virus hit yeah. and uh, we went into lockdown and, and and I can imagine many content marketers throwing yeah. their plans in the bin yeah. and drafting a new yeah. one I think what what might be even more important than a content plan and I don't I haven't really heard anybody but it uh, talk about this, but that is a content process, a content process. So this, in our business, we really have mm. two P's. There's only two P's for productivity. One is projects uh, and one is processes. So, and I learned this from Roger Hamilton, uh, you know, amazing entrepreneur, futurist, uh, really clever, clever guy. Um, but, uh, yes. you know, you, with projects, uh, it's uh, it's very much defined in in the outcome and also in terms of the date. You know when it's going to end. You know what the outcome that you want you know, by a certain date. That's a project. So we run projects on that business, right? So, um, but then the other thing we have uh, are processes and and setting up the process. So you might actually have a project to set up the process. <laughs> you know, so um, but <laughs> the process. The difference with the process is it does have a, a, a sort of a um, clear. Uh, outcome that you want to create from the process, but the process is ongoing. It is, it's like, it's the same thing that happens every day or every week or every month. It's like a, a regular rhythm yes. that you create for, for making something happen. So, so in the, in the case of a process, the outcomes uh, might be things like um, 
uh, an increase in audience size, right? An increase in views or increase in traffic. Okay. That might be an outcome that you're working towards. But no single video that you publish will completely give that to you. It's the process overall True. that'll eventually give that to you. It's like habits, right? It's like building a good habit. Once you like the habit of of eating well, uh, if you want to if you want to be healthy, you just got to create the habit of eating well and exercising, right? So, well, among other things, <laughs> but but um, among <laughs> other things, yes. but the idea is that you create the habit, and you're not going to get that end result just from doing it in one day, you know, or two weeks or whatever. You got to create of the course. rhythm. So. <clears throat> So that's why I think um, you know you might you might have the plan of of you know publishing a, a certain number of videos for the year or whatever, but it's not going to happen unless mm -hmm. you've got the process in place, and and the process is is interesting because it's not just about saying okay yeah I'm gonna I'm gonna publish every Tuesday, uh, and and that's it. Um, that's not enough. You've, Simple. Yeah, well, it's not. It's not enough because with content marketing, there's, no, there's, a, there's a lot actually that goes into it, right? There's, there's um, like. Oh my goodness! I yes, mean, you know is. this, right? You've got to, you've got to come up with a, uh, an idea. So you need a process in place or a, a mechanism in place for collecting all your ideas. First of all, right? Then you need a, 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 a yes. process in place for analyzing those ideas and prioritizing them, and then slotting them in. And then there's another process for, you know. Um, creating the actual content like maybe there's a, a certain process for your studio like every time you create a, a, a new video what are the steps or processes you go through for creating that video so there's like all these things and then there's the publishing i'm not even going to talk about publishing that's that's a whole other process as well right so so you've got to have yes. the processes in place and um the uh, one good reason is so that you know you can actually just know what all the steps are for helping achieve the, the ultimate outcome. But the other one that a lot of people don't necessarily realize, especially one man band kind of shows or one girl band shows uh, is that yes. once you have a process in place, you can create what's called swimming lanes. I'm not sure what the proper name is, but basically different tracks um, that you can outsource to different people. Um, you know, so okay. for example, um, you know, let's, let's say you want to, um, your your dream or your dream outcome is to have a very successful YouTube channel. All right. So uh, one swimming lane might be idea generation. So someone needs to come up with ideas. Maybe that's you as the YouTube um, owner or YouTube star, right? You come up with the ideas, or maybe that's mm -hmm. someone else's job. The point is, you can you can you can once you know the different tracks, you can outsource it. So another track might be okay, uh, recording of the video. Right, so that's one track. There's a certain person that needs to be there, uh, uh, maybe someone who operates the camera, or the, the well, you definitely yes. need the talent. So that's a track. Then there's another track. It's like okay, um, the video's done now. Um, now it needs to get processed or edited. Uh, and then there's another track that says okay, it's all edited. Now it needs to get published. And now there's maybe another track. Okay, now that it's published, now there's social media management, like or, or community management, like if there's comments, what happens? You know, who's going to deal with that? So each one of those things is like a different um, swimming lane, you could call it. And you could say, yeah, you're like a project. Yeah, manager. well, then you can just so say, okay, well, I'm going to operate in my 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 zone of genius, uh, as the phrase goes, uh, which might be being in front of the camera. And that's all I want to do. And then everything else you outsource. You outsource the idea generation. You outsource the video production, the, the social media management, all that sort of stuff. So that all you have to do is turn yes. up and speak in front of the camera. Boom. And, and that frees you up.
you know so so that's a really really great benefit of of setting up these processes as well oh and, and oh, absolutely and part of the process or just to, to finish it off is like once you've got the process in place or part of the process as well is a rhythm like how often are you going to repeat this process how often do you go through this cycle uh, the full cycle of each process um is it daily is it weekly is it monthly uh, maybe you you do some things daily, uh, but other things only weekly, and other things only monthly. You know, so you've got to build the the rhythms into it as well. Hey, what tools do you think is good for managing this process? I mean, is it a piece of software like a, like Trello or Asana, or is it an Excel spreadsheet, or is it? Yeah. I mean, what tools do you think are good for managing anything this process? that can consistently get you the job done? Get get the job okay. done for you. Sorry. That's better English. Um, so, you know, I, I think the tool is kind of irrelevant because different people have different needs and different desires and wants and different sure. gifts and talents. Um, uh, we've we've uh, settled on uh, Asana at the moment for managing, you know, those okay. different sort of swimming lanes for us. And, and that works incredibly well because there's all sorts of other cool things we can do with it too. But it, it works really well with, with a team environment for us. Yeah, no, I've I've used Asana. I like Asana. It's yeah. very good for for divvying out tasks yeah, absolutely. and stuff. And Trello is very similar, I guess. Uh, I haven't used Trello for a few years now. Oh yeah. But um, you know, it's like the Kanban approach. I mean, that's it, anything where you can have these columns. I mean, you could use spreadsheet as well if you want to. Um, you know, as, as long as you can get the job done. I mean, ultimately, ultimately, your your viewers they don't give a they don't give a hoot about your process and what cool tools you use. No. All they care about is is what yep. they can get from from you, from your video content? How can you make their lives better? True, true. And I mean, with that video content, I mean, are are some types of videos more effective or, or better than others? I mean, is it is is the talk to camera like seen as the most effective or can, I mean, can you use a PowerPoint <laughs> slide right. or, I mean, yeah, I mean, what, what do you think about that? Yeah, I think that? it depends on the purpose again and the type of video that you're trying to create. Uh, for example, um, you know, would you create a, a, a Hollywood-level movie with Hollywood-level budget for uh, a weekly content video? No. <laughs> right? That would be very Not even expensive. Hollywood does that. So, <laughs> so um, no. well, maybe they do. I don't know. Uh, but, you know, it, it's, it's not feasible, right? So... Netflix does. Well, do they produce a new movie every week? Are they, are they on that level? I guess they maybe they are. I do, it's starting to feel yeah, like they are. Or maybe a TV well, show. See, maybe if you're at that multi-billion dollar level, then you can. Um, but for, course, for normal folks, <laughs> normal businesses, yeah, I think it, you've got to ask the question, what's this video going to be used for? Is it for relationship building? Is it, um, you know, is it for <clears throat> um, sending people to a, uh, a certain web asset that you have like a landing page for a free resource is it to sell a product or a service is it to set up a meeting uh is it just informational and and you want to show people how to do something so for example a, a talking head video would be terrible for showing someone how a certain website works or how your user interface works right you can't True. you can't just talk them through it you've got to show them so maybe you could have a combination of the yeah. two um and and vice versa uh a PowerPoint presentation that's just bullet points of text uh, might be very inappropriate, you know, compared to just having a talking head video where it's important to see the person's uh, f um, facial expressions and their 
and and how they move their body, their body language becomes a lot more important when when there's more of a a personality uh, related message to be to be carried across. No, fair enough. So it all comes back to the goal of the video and exactly what you're trying Correct. to achieve. And it's always the case. You've, you've always mm-hmm. got to ask the question before you do anything. What is the purpose? Why am I doing this? Why always start? I mean, uh, Simon Sinek talks about start with why. And I think at the small level as well, uh, you know, start with why again. It's like, why am I doing this? Why am I creating this content video? And, you know, I've been challenged by my uh, growth um, uh, growth advisor. He said, you know, I, I wanted to do this massive big um, uh, content thing. And by the way, I'm not telling anyone that it's that it's not a good idea. I still think it's a great idea. But he just said, for this time right now, is it the best time? Because it's going to require at least five to 10 hours of my time every week to implement this new strategy that I wanted to to, to do. It was going to be awesome. But he said, well, um, is it the right thing to do right now? And the answer was no. So yes. so it's, mm. you know, you've got to ask, you know, is what is the purpose of, it, of this thing? And is it time for it right, right now? Of course, weighing up your resources. Oh, totally. Yeah. And, and you know, content marketing is not always the answer. It, it depends, again, on the, the – well, it depends on the stage of your business very much. Uh, you know, if you're just starting out mm-hmm. and you've got cash, you might be better off just um, just going down the, the paid ads uh, path, you know, and just focusing on that. True. Uh, if you're more established and you also have the cash, you can just build your team to uh, to create the content for you, to do the content game. Um, you know, so – yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, if you're if you're looking at producing videos for your business, I mean, what is required? I mean, what resources are required? What tools yeah. do you need? Do you can you do it yourself? Can you still get a good result if you do it yourself, or do you bring in somebody? I mean, yeah, okay. what do you so, think? With all that being said, uh, I think uh, a fantastic strategy is if you're the business owner or uh, or you're the face of the uh, um, the brand is to have those personal sort of video content pieces out there where where people can connect with you. And um, now and there's many different levels of production that you could go to to make it happen. But you can get this done, you know, depending, if you've got limited resources, very easily, very cost-effectively, and very, very quickly. At the base level, all you need is a, is a good mobile phone with a good camera on it, um, Optionally, a good microphone, uh, unless you can be close to your phone. If you're far away from your phone or this, you know, it's a noisy environment, it's good to get an external mic uh, so you can record the sound properly. Is that, is that what you were using? Uh, is that what I was using or using now? Uh, now I've, I've got a bit of a fancy setup. It's, it's, I've got a, I normally use a DSLR camera for recording and I've got a, a record straight into my computer and uh, I've got a nice USB mic that I plug into my computer. So everything gets recorded straight onto the computer. It looks good. It sounds good. And it's quick and easy. Uh, like I just literally turn the light on, turn the camera on, hit record, do my thing, press stop, and I'm done. And then I push the rest through Splashio and it's like, wow. yeah, okay, my, my whole purpose for the last 14 years almost has been to get to get rid of uh, video post-production. And that's why Splashio exists. That's why Splashio exists. Oh. So I can now, yeah. I can pump out content Let real me, quick. Uh, I just do my little thing, record it. And once it's recorded, you know, uh, it, you know, I just send that file off to Splashio. And then Splashio goes and um, does, does the transcription for it. It adds, adds subtitles, subtitles, doesn't it? Add the headline. 
uh, puts it into a social media friendly format and you know send me back the the video within a day and I can publish to social media and it's ready to rock. So it is it is primarily just for social media, right? For social media that you can use for campaigns or for content. Um, yeah, I mean, I mean, what what other options do we have other than social media at the moment online? Well, could could I mean, I guess I don't know, embedding it on your website? Uh, yeah, I mean, yes, you can absolutely. I, I think anywhere where people are going to be consuming video content, it's Without a doubt, you've got to have captions on it nowadays. I mean, 80, on Facebook alone, 85% of people watch their videos on silent play. And so same would go for Instagram, LinkedIn. I would imagine the numbers are similar. I think anywhere where there's a feed experience, you know, like on Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, okay. um, where your video auto plays and people are scrolling, um, you've got to have captions. If you don't have captions, what happens is your video starts auto playing and the sound is off. And people don't know what your video is about. And they just keep on scrolling. You miss True. you miss out on 85% of your audience. So if you've got captions there. So it's just to it's just to get those eyeballs and, and get that engagement. Yeah, well, there's two right? things actually. There's well, there's at least two things, maybe three. There's there's the three kings of of, of a video, a social media video. The first one is grabbing attention. Mm-hmm. So you gotta stop people from scrolling. That's the first thing you gotta do. The best way we found of doing that is with uh, with either movement or um, or having an engaging text-based uh, um, prompt, like a headline. Um, and so, so all our okay. videos that go out always have a headline, and and the headline is compelling. It, it appeals to people's deeper needs, or struggles, or pains, or frustrations, or desires, and um, and it's the thing that when they read it, they go, "Hmm, this looks interesting. I should stop and watch this." That's the very first thing. The next thing is engagement. So once you've got their attention, you've got to engage them. And so the best way we found. Um, well, in the past, the best way we found to engage people was with, uh, well, great content that goes without saying, but then fancy video editing techniques where you create jump cuts and add B-rolls and all sorts of this jazz. Now that we've got captions, oh, that exactly. Complex. Now, that you, now that you can use captions, it gets rid of the need for all of that stuff because by simply adding captions to your videos, people read your videos when it starts auto-playing. So now all of sure. a sudden without you you trying to even be engaging with your editing and stuff, your video is just naturally engaging mm. because they're reading, they're reading the content, they're reading the video through the captions. So that engages them. So you, you first grab them with attention with a, a good headline uh, and then the captions, mm-hmm. when they start reading it, engages them. And then the final thing is, is action. That's the third king. You know, once you've got them engaged, you get them to take some sort of an action and and that depends again on your on your purpose here. If it's, uh, you know, there's, for example, one strategy where you can, um, you know, create video content and the only purpose of that video content is to help you build remarketing lists. So for those, there's no real call to action other than telling people, hey, to like this and share it with anybody who wants to see it. And then once you've got the remarketing list from sure. that, you can run ads to that list, uh, you know, that are more direct response in nature if you want to. Or or have another one and, and you know, build an even more a uh, uh, powerful remarketing list based off that, you know, so you can <laughs> you can filter people the further they go through your your video funnel, so to speak. Um, so yeah, and you can sure. yeah, so so that's the action part, right? Uh, you got to ask yourself again, what's the purpose, and then create the appropriate call to action um, as as part of your video. Yeah, I guess when you're making videos, I mean, 
what are the normal uh, return on investment metrics or measurements that most people have? Because obviously you've got you've got that from a social media point of view. You've got the yeah. how many shares, how, what engagement. I mean, what do you think are the key metrics that people should be tracking on on their videos? Uh, I think uh, it's a tough one because if you're doing if you if you're doing pure paid ads with video, it's much easier, right? You can go. Uh, you know, you can have your goal as as a sale, right? So you're creating this video ultimately to get a sale, and so so you can work out your yes. your your cost per acquisition, for example, and then you can work out okay from that how much can I uh, how much can I am I willing to pay per acquisition, and and then from there you can work out well how, mm -hmm. how much am I willing to pay per click, and and also how much am I willing to pay per view. And, and so then that way you can build out your your video paid your paid video sort of um, strategy, um, and and so those are very yes. clear numbers. Where it becomes less clear is like uh, if you only do content like organic content and there's no paid strategy, um, you know how do you uh, properly track the, the return on investment? So because there's going to be a cost for producing the video, you know, are you measuring that? You're recording that per video. Yes. Um, there's going to be uh, maybe the cost of hosting or, you know, if it's YouTube, whatever, it's free, um, but there might be other costs involved. Um, but then you've got to, you know, um, you know, it, it's it's not always true. YouTube, oh, sorry, just yeah. you just mentioned YouTube. I mean, YouTube, is that still the only platform for for specifically publishing oh, no. videos? I mean, there's no other oh, no, no, yet, is there? There's heaps. I mean, it, it, it depends. Uh, uh, like my friend Nathan Chan from, from Founder, uh, I mean, he he got one of his biggest successes on Instagram, and he's only recently started in YouTube. He's got like two point oh. over two million followers on Instagram, and so YouTube has been slow for him. Oh no! But I was just thinking, so YouTube YouTube is just video, and whereas Instagram is still photos and video. So that's why I just right. wasn't sure. I mean, fair enough. You know, it, Instagram is is a com competing yeah. platform for for yep. social sharing and engagement and stuff. But I just wasn't sure if there was another video. Uh, I mean, platform. there's, there's yes. always new ones popping or, up. I mean, the, the latest one, of course, is, is TikTok, you know, and it's making big waves. Um, so, yes. but I mean, YouTube's still the big 800-pound gorilla. You know, if, it, if you're going to pick one, you know, YouTube's sort of going to be your best. But again, it also depends a bit on, on again, your purpose and and where your target audience is. Like if, you're, if your audience is not actually watching YouTube videos, then maybe it's not the best place for you to be publishing, you know. Um, but you know, um, even that can be sort of more complex as well, because you might um, your audience they might be on YouTube, but they might not be interested in watching your type of content on YouTube. You know, <laughs> so so you you might be able to create oh. content that you know they're going to be watching, but it's not necessarily directly related to your business. But then that's the way you can funnel them into your business. <sighs> but I mean, ideally. Yeah, you, you just have, have to, to test, test right? Uh, and uh, you know, and, and when you combine with paid ads, you can actually get answers really, really quickly. You know, so you don't always just have to go organic and sit there and wait. You can you, on YouTube, you know, you can you can publish a video and then run ads on it and, and see what happens. You can speed up, you can speed things up a bit. You know, speed up your results so you can learn faster. Oh, I like yes. the sound of that. Rather than wait, waiting around for those organic Correct. results. Correct. I mean, it, it can take a long time to to build up uh, a, a good organic following, uh, purely organic. Uh, you know, six months to twelve months, two years sometimes. Mm -hmm. uh, another good friend of mine here, uh, Justin Brown uh, from Primal Video. Uh, I mean, he he started way after me. He's one of those cases actually where, uh, you know, people said, "Oh, this this is way too um, crowded now." 
he he's only really been publishing consistently for the last two years or so. Um, he's just gone over four hundred thousand subscribers on his channel, and so he, he got into a, a relatively wow. busy space, and and now he's crushing it. <laughs> you know, so. Um, Wow. How did he do that? Did, was it just consistency or was it just he was getting uh, listening to feedback and making changes? I mean, how do you think he I was mean, so there's, successful there's a few so things. Far? Consistency is definitely one of them. So he published twice a week to start off, I think, and now he's only doing it once a week. But week after week, there's a content piece. The other thing is uh, the key idea with JB, mm. I think, and that's set him apart from a lot of other people, is um, publishing content that people are already searching for. Publishing content that people are already searching okay. for. So him and his brother Mike are big on on SEO with video. So what they do is they um, and and JB's talked about this publicly. It's not like it's a secret. What they do is they don't publish a video unless they know there's a demand for it beforehand. So they do their keyword research wow. and look at the uh, you know the, the search volume. Yeah, for that keyword Number phrase on YouTube. And mm. if there's enough, they go okay. Boom, there's our topic. Let's create a video around it. And then they optimize it for that keyword phrase. And then, you know, like magically, <laughs> surprise, surprise, um, they start, start building oh, all yes. the search traffic. I mean, a lot of JB's uh, traffic is coming from search and, and suggested content. And because of that, doing the strategy. Do you know what uh, this channel is called? Just, just, uh, Justin Brown, uh, put a link Primal to it. Video. Uh, yeah, it's a brilliant channel. He's, he's got a lot of great tips okay. about uh, uh, video marketing, uh, video uh, production, uh, you know all the tools you need. Um, yeah, he's, he's brilliant. He's, he's a great. He's a great guy. Funny, <laughs> uh, fellow Aussie. <laughs> so yeah, good dude. Great. Yeah, welcome. Cool. Thanks for the tip. Um, so yeah, so I I know I know we've we've gone off track a little bit, but it, but but just in terms of the metrics. So obviously you're measuring uh, number of views on a video. You're measuring how long somebody watches the video for, and then you're looking at the goals in terms of does that video convert your overall goal? Does it? Are you able to use it for remarketing, or or does it convert into a list, or does it convert into a sale? I guess those are the main metrics, uh, right? Yes, uh, and it, yeah, you you measure what's important for you for your business. If it's if it's sales, that that's what you measure. If it's if it's you know more vanity related, if 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 your search for significance is a bit greater, you might be more interested in in views or subscribers than <laughs> actual cash. <laughs> you know, you you can get a lot of um, very famous people that are completely broke, and they're they're okay with it. You know, I'm not sure if they're okay with it, but I mean, it, that's a very, um, very, uh, I would dare to say common scenario uh, where you get, you know, people that are, they seem successful and well, they're certainly famous, but they're not necessarily. But they haven't known uh, how, they to haven't how to monetize it. it or they don't know how to deal with or money they they or they don't know how to, you know, yeah. create a business system around their, around the audience, you know, lots of different reasons. Yes. Oh, I know. You just can't have those vanity metrics. But but I think especially if you're B2B, I mean, you need those van vanity metrics just to tell if your content is relevant yeah. and if it's well, if people are responding to it. Well, here's how I look at, at content marketing. Uh, um, I was in a, a business presentation once, you know, in, in the audience, and the speaker asked the audience, okay, everybody, please raise your hand if you've heard of Tesla. And, of course, everybody's hands went up. And... Then he said, okay, next question. Uh, which one of, or how many of you uh, actually own a Tesla? And then only one or two hands went up. 
was about a room of a hundred people and they're all sort of wealthy entrepreneurial sort of folks, you know? Um, yeah. And, um, Must be. and so the point that he made was saying, okay, so you all know about Tesla, but you're not all necessarily customers. Well, not yet anyway. Uh, so why is True. that? And so what have they done to be able to achieve that? You know, so, so I think with content marketing, you can achieve something similar where you can create this, um, what should we call it? This wave of attention around your brand or business or product or service. And not everybody's going to necessarily be your clients, but they all talk, they all chatter. I mean, look at Tesla. I mean, okay, they, they just had a bit of a price drop because Elon made a funny Twitter remark or something, you know, and, but I mean, it's still, it's still an incredibly valuable hmm. company and, and that's part of it. It's like, you know, cause it's, they, they've done such a good job. Well, not, not necessarily with content, but you know, the, the, um, well, let's, yeah, let's call it the Tesla it's effect, brand. you know, where everybody knows about it, but you don't, you don't necessarily go and buy one. Not everybody does anyway. So, yeah. True. But no, I think it's, it's the long-term vision of Tesla that, that it doesn't see, the company doesn't seem to be short on uh, focused on just right. short term I think that's outcomes. a good point yes I think that's definitely yeah and, and the same goes for content it's not a short term yeah. game you've you've got to be in it for the long haul um, and yeah well it takes a while to right. build up that trust i mean i know video can circumvent yeah. that a little bit um, because because you're more real and people can see you and and yeah. see what you have to say and see what you have to sell, it can short. It seems video seems to shorten that a little bit, but it still takes that yeah, it time. Takes, it takes time, but once you have it, so once you have a big uh, audience built from social media and you've got that relationship with them, that is worth gold. Uh, not only is it worth gold, but you also become kind of like a kingmaker. Uh, you know, I've been in this situation before on both sides where. Hmm. I've been the one, um, you know, desiring to to become the king, you know, to become, you know, relevant and have my own audience. So I've been on that side, but I've also been on the side where I have been the king in a certain industry, and and I could just with one email change someone's life completely, <laughs> you know, and uh, or 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 put them on a path. Or give them a, a kickstart, you know, change them into some sort of a little king, you know, and and so, so you become a kingmaker, which you know, with with uh, with any sort of level of power, you know, becomes this, this responsibility as well, right? So you've got to be really wise as you build this audience. Yeah, absolutely. That and is so, um, and and I think, yeah, you you've you've got to keep that in mind as well as you grow that you're going to be going to have to become more responsible. I mean, it's if you you can make a a funny remark that you don't think much of, and then all of a sudden, your uh, the value of your business halves overnight. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, uh, but yes. at, at the same at the same time, you yes. could you could use it for good. You could make a comment about someone's business and and double their business overnight too. Yeah, things yes, move very sure. quickly now. So, uh, I mean, I've. I mean, this has been such an amazing chat. I've I've really, yeah, gotten into video and the ideas of video. And what are the, where do you think video is heading? You know, we're in 2020 now. We're hopefully, on, uh, in, at least in Australia, on the other side of the curve of the pandemic. We're looking at opening up. Uh, what do you think could happen with video into the I future? I would like to think. I mean, um, is AR coming? Uh, uh, sorry, is what coming? V virtual reality or artificial? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, 
Yeah, sorry, VR, <laughs> VR. I was thinking yeah, that, AI and yeah, VR at the same time, yeah, and I came up with AR. Uh, uh, yeah, intelligence, <laughs> no, video. I mean, yeah, I, um, I get what you're saying. Yeah, so, I mean, that's exactly what I'm also thinking. I, like, I would like to imagine that one day me and you could be talking to each other that looks and maybe even feels like face-to-face, but we're in different parts of the world. Uh, and and being able to be in an environment that maybe looks like reality, but it's not, and and being able to interact with people, well, with the avatars of other people <laughs> at least, um, and uh, but as if it's real. Uh, yeah. And I think if you track, you know, things like Moore's law and how technology is improving, how I mean, if you compare video games today compared to even five or ten years ago, I mean, compared oh, wow. to. I, I, not sure if you want to share how old you are, but I'm I'm 42, right? So when I was a kid, when I was like, um, I remember how old I was. I was like, uh, I would have been 10. Were I'm you not sure, but Duke we uh, I'm not sure about that one. But we played um, uh, uh, Double Dragon. We played Double Dragon like crazy, right? It was or, it was the green oh, version of Double then. Dragon. Wow. So I didn't even have color back then. South Africa was a bit behind where I grew up, you know, so we're behind the rest of the world. But we had we had Double Dragon in green. So I went, so the only reason I've gone to visit my friend, um, uh, hopefully he's not listening to this, but the only reason I went to visit him is because they had a computer and we didn't, and they had games on their computer, and it was um, Double Dragon that we would play. And <laughs> we played that game forever. And um, wow. I mean, that's, I mean, relatively speaking, in the big scope of things and the history of humankind, uh, you know, that's, that's like, uh, you know, it's 30 years ago, ago or so. And I mean, gosh, in another 30 years, where are we going to be? You know, if, if we went from little green, little pixelated men punching each other to now where, True. I mean, some of these racing car games are, I mean, you sometimes like you, you mistake yourself going, Oh, that that's like real footage. And it's actually just some CGI, you know, that's been generated. It's amazing. So I think I think it's 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 probably going to yes. go more and more no, in that direction. I'm it's guessing. Exciting. Uh, you know, I think we'll probably always have the need for actual video, uh, like we have now. Um, but you know, who can tell the future for sure? Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, I uh, I was talking the other day with uh, with Haley from News Corp. She's the event manager, and she was talking about how she's been setting up online events and how now there's this, when you turn up at an online event, you go through the front door of the building mm-hmm. and you sit in an auditorium and you right. can see avatars of other people. And um, I mean, I think the, you know, the future of online events, I think definitely ties into, I mean, it's going to cross over with video marketing yeah. and video content as, as the technology as we mm. as we ride this innovation wave, I think that yeah, is even I, I happening now. A thought just now in um, popped into my mind that I think is important and it's is relevant for both now with your video marketing, but also in the future for virtual. Let's call it virtual marketing, and that is, uh, yeah. Yes. <laughs> hey, I coined it. I like it. <laughs> <laughs> if anybody uses it, <laughs> I coined it. No, I'm sure someone else has said that already. But virtual <laughs> marketing, say, um, and that is the importance of creating experiences for you know, for your audience as opposed to just content. So think, think in terms of experience more than just content. So, uh, you know, when you create a video, think about how can you create, how can you, what can you do so that your viewer actually feels something? 
so that they don't just get something into into their brain, but they get something into their heart as well. Like how do you how do you structure your content in that way? So I think that's something to pretty cool to think about. Yeah, I love it. No, we and and with that, I've kept you for way too long. Um, I am so grateful that you've come on the podcast today to talk about uh, video marketing. Maybe the next time we'll have to do it uh, right. on actual video. <laughs> I thought but, you were going to say uh, next time we talk about virtual marketing. I think, I think like, <laughs> well, you don't know. Actually, we could be talking about virtual marketing. You don't know. Right. Your, your phone might ring hot after right, this exactly. gets out. So <laughs> you don't know. But um but no, thank you so much, Gideon. I mean, if someone does want to reach out to you or get in get in touch with well, you, there's a couple of places. Uh, if, if, if you are interested in, in getting your videos captioned and, and increasing your engagement on social media, certainly head on over to splashio.com. So that's uh, splasheo.com. And uh, there's currently a, a seven-day yeah. trial where you can get your first four videos done completely free. And this is all human-based. We don't use AI or any virtual sort of stuff oh, <laughs> for awesome. uh, for, um, for AI. They are for uh, creating the, real uh, people. The, the the captions. We we have real people doing the work. So those first four videos, you get to experience the service as if you're a full paying client. Um, so you can go and grab it there. Uh, but if you just want to connect with me personally, just uh, head on over to LinkedIn, search for me on, on LinkedIn there, Gideon Shalwick, and um, connect with me. Say you've had a listen to our chat here, and more than happy to connect with you and have a chat. Awesome, awesome. Well. Thank you again. Um, I'm glad you're doing so well during this crisis and uh, I'm, you, you know, you're going to be a, a bright shining star out oh, the thanks. other side, I'm sure of it. And um, no, I look forward great to fun, uh, I really enjoyed it. Thank you, you so much. So thanks for listening. If you like the show, please leave a rating or review on iTunes. Also, please visit thismarketinglife.com to view the show notes and subscribe to future episodes. I would love your feedback. If you have any burning questions on marketing management, you can ask on the website, through Twitter, on the Facebook page, or just email me at hi at thismarketinglife.com. I'm Fiona McEachran. Until next time, keep marketing.